Thank you, Kyle. Thank our praise team and thank our choir and thank all of you for taking part in our worship this morning. Well, if you brought your Bibles, please turn to the book of Matthew. The book of Matthew. This morning I want to share a sermon entitled, The Mask. The Mask. Matthew chapter 23, and we'll read verses 1 through 5 and then... uh, Parts of some other verses. Matthew chapter 23. If you you can, please stand for the reading of God's inspired, inerrant, infallible word. Matthew 23, verse 1 through 5. Then Jesus spoke to the multitudes and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do. But do not do according to their works. For they say and do, for they say and do not do. For they bind heavy burdens, hard to bear, and they lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. But all of their works they do to be seen by men, and they make their phylacteries broad and enlarge the borders of their garments. Drop down to verse 13. Jesus says, But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Verse 14. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Verse 15, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Verse 23, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Verse 25, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Verse 27, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Verse 29, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Father, thank you for an opportunity we've had to come to worship you today. We pray that our worship was acceptable to you. And now, Lord, as we've opened your word, help us to realize that it's you speaking to us. So speak to our hearts, I pray, through your Holy Spirit. Give me the words to say, the right spirit to say the man. Deal with us individually and then also as a church. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen may be seated. The mask. The mask. Last night we had a good time at our trunk retreat. Many of you were there. Our goal was for, to have 25 trunks, and uh, I think the largest uh, participation we'd had and as far as trunks went uh, was 16. We had 16 at one time, but last night we had 25 trunks. And let me tell you, I really appreciate you being here because we had well over 300 people here last night that came to that trunk retreat. I want to say thank you to our our, uh, mission ministry team. You worked so hard. Uh, I heard one of them say last night, cooking hot dogs, that uh, they cooked hot dogs and did not look up for 30 minutes. And so they were cooking hot dogs. But everything went great. The weather, we prayed the Lord would... Moved the mist uh, 
out of the way where we could have that event. And then um, uh, you worked so hard, people participated, and, and thank you so much for ministering to our community and those outside of our community. And so I just appreciate you being here and, and taking part in ministry last night. So we had a great time at Trunk a Treat. We had at least 300 plus people who came through. Um, we were talking about we might could count the hot dogs, but Denver Loden confessed we couldn't do that because he'd, he'd had a couple, and I had a couple, and I think Terry Pounders and Barbara may have had We couldn't count the hot dogs as far as uh, seeing how many were here because we kind of ate several ourselves. But uh, we know at least 300 perhaps came through, and I know about how many people came through, but I don't know who they all were because many of them, children especially, then youth, and then some adults were wearing a mask. So I want to speak to you about the mask. And first of all, if you're taking notes, I want us to think about the reality of hypocrisy. The reality of hypocrisy. Now, in Matthew chapter, Matthew chapter 23, Jesus is speaking to a group of religious people of the day. He's speaking to the scribes and to the Pharisees. But however, Jesus describes them in one word. He describes them as hypocrites. Now, the word hypocrite comes from a Greek word which means pretender, pretender. It also means false face. You see the little false face on the screen there. You know, if they had a public drama, if they had a public uh, play, they would wear a, a false face. They would have something that would cover their eyes, maybe their nose, where people would not recognize who they were. So these actors would wear a false face or a mask to conceal their identity. They pretended to be someone they really weren't. They were hypocrite. They were hypocrites. Wearing a mask. Pretending to be someone who they really were not. Therefore, Jesus condemns the hypocrites. He condemns the religious leaders, the religious groups, the Pharisees and the Sadducees of his day because they were pretending to be something that they were not. They were hypocrites. Now, in order to experience, an, experience a, uh, a revival or a fresh encounter with God, people must realize and they must recognize themselves for who they really are. You have to come to terms with who you really are. Now, it would be surprising. It would probably be shocking it would almost, you'd say, be frightening to know the number of people that are here today and are viewing through YouTube and Facebook that on Sunday, they're really not themselves as they are, as they are through the rest of the week. I mean, they, they're hypocrites. They're play actors. They have a mask for work. They have a mask for school. They have a mask for their spouse. They have a mask for their parents. They have a mask for their friends. And the list goes on and on. A hypocrite, a lost person, pretending to be saved, or maybe a Christian backslider 
a person that's been saved, but pretending everything is all right between them and God when they've really walked away from God. But they're pretending everything is okay between them and God. That's a hypocrite. And a lost person pretending they're saved, that's a hypocrite. One's lost and dying without Jesus, wearing a mask. The backsliding Christian is one that's walked away from God, they've backslidden from God, and they're pretending that everything is all right, and they're living a miserable life simply because they won't face the fact who they really are. Hypocrites. They have chosen a mask instead of choosing the forgiveness and the grace of God that's available to them. So first of all, Excuse me, first of all, you have the reality of hypocrisy. But secondly, what's the reason for it? What is the reason for it? Well, as I was studying this, I I guess the best way to explain the reason for it is to think about a person's personality. Your personality, my personality. What's our personality made up of? Well, there are five traits to our personality. And I'm going to start at the base. Think of it as perhaps as a pyramid, and there's five steps, and the the very top is your personality. And so we want to start at the bottom. What makes up your personality? The first thing is your values. Your values make up your personality. Your values is the I am level of your life. Get that now. Your values are your I am level. Your values... You choose your values. Now, your parents can recommend values to you. Uh, They can share their values with you. They can recommend their values to you, students. They can recommend those values to you. My parents recommended their values to me. They can recommend values. The school can recommend values. The church, Bible fellowship, sermons, the church comes together... We come together as, as the believers, and we can recommend biblical values to you, but you choose your values. Nobody makes you choose your values. You choose your own values. It's not you choose them because your parents make you. You choose your own values, but your values, you choose your values, but that's the I am level of your personality. The next level is beliefs. Beliefs. Everything you say you believe is supported by a value. Makes sense? Sure. And that belief is the I know level of your personality. So you have your values, and because of your values, you develop your beliefs, and your beliefs is based on your established values. And your values is the I am, the belief is the I know level. And then the third is your attitude. That makes up your personality. Your attitudes. Now, you seldom discuss your values, and you seldom discuss your attitudes, but you do discuss, uh, uh, you seldom discuss your beliefs, but you do discuss your attitudes. Your attitudes are your feel-better stage of your personality. You don't discuss your beliefs, you don't discuss, really, your values, but you, you discuss your attitudes, and that's, 
the feel level of your personality. So I have my values because of my values. I have my beliefs. My beliefs are based on my values. And then I have my attitudes, and my attitudes is based on my beliefs. I don't discuss my beliefs, but I, but I feel my attitudes. I discuss them. And then the fourth is expression. I'm discussing expression. That's your I do level of your personality. We, we do nothing unless it's supported. We do not anything unless it's supported by our attitude, that's supported by our beliefs, that's supported by our values. And then finally, lastly, we have the personality. And that's for every trait, there is something to show, and that's the I show level. Now let me, let me give a person an example and go through this. Like, my, I value food, okay? That's, that's a value of mine, one, one value of mine. And so my belief is, I believe food's good. I do. I believe food is good. And then my attitude is that I feel better. I feel, that's my feel level. I feel better when I eat. So my value is food. My belief is it's good. And my, my feel level is I feel better when, my, when I eat. And my expression is, I eat, that's my do level, I eat one time, two times, three times, four times, five times, maybe six times a day. That's my do level. That is my expression about food. And then you have my personality, and that's my show level, and I'm not going to say anything about that level. You get what I'm talking about? That's my personality. Now let me tell you what's sad. That this is what's sad. This, I'm trying to bring it all up to this one point. The saddest person is the person who tries to express a personality for which they have no value. And that's what a hypocrite does. They try to express a personality, and at the very base, they have no spiritual value. And nothing comes out at the top that expresses their spirituality. And so, that's the reason they're a hypocrite. Look at verse 3. Matthew chapter 23. Verse 3 says this. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do. Now, it's right what they tell you. But do not do according to their works. For they say and they do not. What they say what they think and say is all right, but what they do is different. The point is a hypocrite has no personality to support their said values. So today, some would say, another example, well, I love the Lord, and Jesus said, well, if you love me, do what I've commanded you. If you love me, keep my commandments. Some would say, I believe doctrinally speaking, the tithe is the Lord's. What they say is good, but what they do is different. I believe that a man is out of fellowship with God if he's out of fellowship with his brother. But yet... So many don't get along with their brothers and sisters in Christ. What they say is good, but what they do is different. 
They have no value to support their said personality. They're hypocrite. What they say is good, what they do is different. Listen, if you will, to Psalm, Psalm 78. Psalm 78, verse 35 and 36. Then they remembered that God was their rock and the Most High God their Redeemer. Nevertheless, they flattered Him, flattered God. They flattered Him with their mouth and they lied to Him with their tongue. Matthew 7, Matthew 7, verse, uh, verse 21. Let me go back just a moment. Matthew 7, verse 21. Perhaps a familiar, familiar verse. 7 verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of the Father which is in heaven. Titus. Titus 1 verse 16. They profess to know God, but in works they deny Him, being abominable, disobedient, and disqualified for every good work. Matthew chapter 23, chapter we're in, look down to verse 28. Even so you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you're full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Their practice was not agreeable with their preaching. Now you're talking about the religious groups, the Sadducees and the Pharisees. Their practice, their, their, their practice was not agreeable with their preaching. What they said, it was good, but what they did was different. That's hypocrisy. Romans chapter 2. Listen, if you will, at verse uh, 7, 17 through 24. Indeed, he, now the Jews, he's... Uh, Paul's speaking to the Jews. Indeed, you're called a Jew and rest on the law and make your boast in God and know His will and approve the things that are excellent, being instructed of the law and are confident that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes, having the form of knowledge and the truth and the law. You therefore who teach another, do you teach yourself? The answer is no. You who preach a man should not steal, do you steal? The answer is yes. You who say do not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? The answer is yes. You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? The answer is yes. You who make your boast in the law, do you dishonor God through breaking the law? The answer is yes. For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. They've, you've preached one thing, acted differently, and God's name's been blasphemed among the Gentiles because you did not do what you preached. Paul was saying, Woe to him that's quick to condemn others and then live themselves as hypocrite. Why do you impress on others to believe when you disbelieve and when you disobey? You know, uh, years and years ago, it's even true here at this church, they had church bells. And they'd ring a church bell before church would start. And they'd, somebody was appointed to go out, one of the deacons perhaps would go out, and they'd ring a bell. 
And that meant time together for church. Church was fixing to begin. And so in essence, what he's saying here, Paul is saying to the Jews, it's, it's kind of like ringing a bell and calling everybody to church, and you're hanging out on the outside. Hypocrite. You've, you've professed, but you've not lived up to your profession. You're full of the law, but you're empty on works. You're a great talker, but you're a little doer. In verse 5, Matthew chapter uh, 23 says this, But all their works they do to be seen by men. They make their phylacteries broad and enlarge the borders of their garments. Phylacteries were little leather pouches that the Pharisees wore on their forehead and on their arm. Kind of like an armband. And in these pouches, they had the first five books of Moses. They had the, uh, they had the first five books of the law. They had those memorized. And so they wore these, and they were impressive to people by wearing these. And they wanted to look real religious, and they, they wanted to appear that they were more religious than anyone else. They, kind of like the bumper sticker of the day, you know, I love Jesus bumper sticker. Well, they had the phylacteries up here. They wanted to be thought of as being more holy, more zealous than other people. So the point is this, it, it's, it's a great ambition to be more holy than others, but it's a proud ambition to appear to be more holy than others. It's, it's uh, great to have a form of godliness, but make sure the Bible says that you have the power thereof. So we have the hypocrites. We have the reason. And then I'm going to close with this real quick. We have the great revealing. The great revealing. This is found in Revelation chapter 20. Look at verse 11 through 15. John says, I, I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and, and books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who, was in it, who were in it. Death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged everyone according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the the lake of fire. The great revealing. What they say and what they think are right, but what they do is different. One day it's all going to be revealed. Who you really are. Who I really am. Romans 2 verse 16 says, In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to the gospel. Romans 14, 12, everyone shall give an account of himself to God. Romans 20, verse 12, and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. The books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. The dead were judged out of those things written in the books according to their works. And all of a sudden, God reveals everything that's been kept hid. And the hypocrite all of a sudden is found out by everyone 
who or she really is. Hypocrite. Saying one thing, doing another thing. And so if you're here this morning and you're lost without Jesus Christ, the question is, why go on pretending? Why go on pretending? You say, well, I belong, I'm a Baptist. I belong to the Baptist church. Have you ever asked Christ to come into your life and save you? You know, God has a purpose for your life. If you're without Christ this morning, God has a purpose for your life. His purpose is for you to have an abundant life. He says it this way in John 10, verse 10. He says, I, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He wants you to have an abundant life here, but He wants you to have an uh, eternal life with Him in heaven. He says in John 14, 3, If I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto Myself, that where I am you may be also. But you know what? Your sin in your life hinders you from having God's purpose in your life. The Bible says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Isaiah 53, verse 6 says, All of us are like sheep. Look at me. All of us are like sheep. We've gone astray. We've turned everyone into his own way. And the Lord has laid upon him, Jesus, the iniquity of us all. God has a provision through his Son, in his Son, for you to have eternal life. And the only way, now get this, the only way that Jesus can affect your life, ever, is for you to receive him as your Lord and Savior. He says in John 1 verse 12, As many as received Him, to them He gave the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. The only way, the only positive way Jesus can affect your life is for you to receive Him as Lord and Savior of your life. And so you have a response to make, and that is you repent, you turn from your sin, you turn to Jesus Christ, and by faith you put all your faith in Him to be your Lord, to be your Savior. And He promises to forgive you. Let me ask the Christians here this morning as we close, is everything right between you and God? Are you pretending everything's right? Is there some area of your life that you need to turn completely over to the Lord? Kyle sang just a few minutes ago about that secret place and you never go there and you don't want to go there and you sure don't want nobody else to know what's in that room and you don't even want God to go there. But he knows what's in that room. He does. Is what you say right, but what you do different? That's hypocrisy. Are you wearing a mask? There's coming a day, according to Revelation chapter 20, that God's going to reach up and he's going to take that mask down and everyone's going to see you for who you are. Think of that. Come today. Turn back to him as a believer. Why, why live any longer in guilt and shame when you can find mercy and grace and forgiveness in Jesus Christ? That's what he says in 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Is there a secret sin in your life and you think no one knows? I'll give you personal testimony. If you don't confess it to the Lord... He will reveal it to everybody else some way, somehow, sometime. He knows. 
Ecclesiastes 12.14 For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it's good or whether it's evil. Luke 12.2 For there's nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be made known. Jeremiah 23.24 um, you can, can any hide himself in a secret place that I shall not find him, saith the Lord? The answer of that is no. Do you, are you wearing a mask? Are you, are you a hypocrite? You say, Brother Sammy, if I come forward, if I come forward to pray, people are going to think I'm a hypocrite. Who cares what people think? You need to come. You need first, if you're here without Christ, give your life to Him. Trust Him to be your Lord and Savior. Secondly, if you're a Christian and out of the will of God, you need to repent and come back to Him. Tonight in discipleship training, we're going to be studying about what brings about true, uh, true revival. And it's not prayer. We may think it's prayer, but it's not prayer. It's not humility. We may think, and it has some to do with it, but it all, what brings about revival is repentance. Turning from the way you're going and turning to God. Confessing your sin and saying, God, forgive me. And He cleanses you. He forgives you. And then you start in a new way with your sins forgiven, washed, cleansed, white as snow. Man, there's nothing wrong with that. This morning, you have a decision to make. You need to come you need to come for salvation. You need to come and in repentance. You need to come and unite with this church if you feel God is, is, this, is this is where he wants you to serve. But you need to go forward in your Christian life. If you're not going forward, you're not standing still. You're going backward. You cannot stand still in the Christian life. You're either going forward or you're going backward. I encourage you to come forward this morning as God calls you through his Holy Spirit. Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for our time together today. We hear a lot about hypocrisy. And Father, I just pray this morning that we'll fess up. Lord, I've been there. I've, I've done things, said things, things that were right, but then acted differently. And you spoke to my heart, and I had to repent. But, Lord, that's the greatest time in my life when I've come back to you at different times. So I pray this morning for every person here that we would see who we really are as you see us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.